Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday and welcome to another Andy Goldsmith TalkSport Daily podcast. With me, your host with, uh, well, a bit of a haircut. He went to the uh, hairdressers this afternoon. Billy's his name. He managed to fit me in because uh, I'm working over the weekend. Always good to look your best when you're in front of camera. Anyway, enough about me. What a podcast we have got coming up. And it starts with a big old fight. No, nothing to do with Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder. Although that is coming up a bit later. It begins with Kate Bice's ex-husband, Simon Jordan. And someone whose name doesn't work if you say his first name without his surname. Mino Roller. Mino. Hello, Mino. Mino, clean your room. Just doesn't Mino. What? Anyway, this is Jordan v. Mino, and it's live. I don't think that agent move players. I think oh, of course you do, what? Mino. Of course you do. Yeah. That's what you do. That's your, that's your modus operandi. Yeah. That's how you get yeah. paid. You move players. No. no, that's not what we do. Well, you do. Okay, I... I... No, no, I don't. Well, how do you not do it then? No, no, I represent players. That's different than moving them. To move a player, if if you're right that players are owned by clubs, like you say, like Manchester United... During their contract period, they are, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, but let me talk. Then I cannot move a player without the permission of a club. Now, you can create division, can't you? You can create a culture of division. But to, to make a transfer, you need three parties. You need two clubs and one and one player, right or wrong. No, what, what you need, ultimately, yes, to, you, with a player like Pogba, you're always going to have a buying club. But as, as a selling club, Man United may not want to be one. But if you create a culture, both you and the player, that a player doesn't want to be at this club anymore, but, then there is really only one transaction. When he goes, how much you get paid but, and how much he gets paid. Yeah, but listen, Jordan, that's not the case here because I've said in the interview, and that's what uh, you're trying to miss here, is that it was not a question about if Paul wanted to move or not. I said Paul was only committed to Manchester United and the European Championship. After that, we will sit down with the club and we will see what the club wants. That was the part that was... But why is there no comment, Mino? Why is no comment? Why is no comment not the better comment? Yeah, but uh, what is the matter if I want to have a talk? Because it's not about you, Mino. It's about the player and Man United. You're an incidental. You work for the player. I agree. I agree. I agree. It's not about me. So why all attacks me of saying something about a player that I represent? Now, of course, it was a big night in the Champions League as Liverpool, the Champions League holders, oh, I hate saying that, they played Atletico Madrid and, of course, Liverpool lost. This was your reaction on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports, by Monday, Thursday from 10pm, one of the best shows, if not the best, 
on national radio. Not my words. Actually, they are my words. Alongside the fella whose head defies logic and gravity and just all sense of realism. Yeah, the fun boy. A.K.A. Jason Cundy. If you've never heard of him before, well, that doesn't surprise me. Zonal marking from Liverpool. He swung in and he could be put in. It is. 1-0 to Atletico Madrid. Sal with the goal. Inside four minutes, the European champions are behind. Peter is a Liverpool fan. He's up next. Hello, Pete. Good evening. All right, Pete. Good evening. How are you? Okay. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad, thanks. I just want to um, make a couple of points. Liverpool just weren't at it tonight. You know, too many sloppy passes, not enough creativity in the final third. Point proven with no shots on target. That, To me, that just wasn't a Liverpool performance this evening. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned before, are any Liverpool fans going to come on and say that they're worried about the return leg? Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the return leg. It's only a 1-0 score. I get that. It's easier to overturn. And everyone will go on about the Barcelona game last year. But as you have mentioned, two completely different setups from Barcelona and Atletico Madrid. Mm. Atletico Madrid like to sit back, soak up pressure, and then try and hit you on the break. Barcelona want to play open and expansive football, a bit like what Liverpool do. So, you know, it is going to be a real, real tough test mm. in three weeks' time. And we need a little bit of more creative spark in the middle, in my opinion. I think that's fair. I think that's that, Great, that cool. summed it up perfectly, Pete. That's the way I saw the game. Um, Liverpool are more than capable of, of, of getting the first goal and turning what is a 1-0 deficit into a 2-1 lead. In you know, We've seen them do it countless times. Yeah. You're right to raise the point because Simeone has gone into battle and that's what it does. His team go into battle. They, they love the, the way that they defend, the way they set up. They seem to enjoy that part of the game. And, of course, the keeping a clean sheet is absolutely crucial because we're just watching the highlights, actually, there. And, and Atleti, they had some chances. Mm. You know, they, 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 it could, there was a couple of from Morata, and that's what yeah. you've got to be worried about, about about that break because they do spring that trap. Yeah, and, you know, in, in the return leg, I don't think we'll see Alvaro Morata start the game. I think it'll be Diego Costa in order to try and wind up our two yeah. centre-halves because yeah. that's what he does. You know, Morata, we've seen in the Premier League for Chelsea, he's not an out-and-out goal scorer. He's, he's a sort of, in my opinion, he's a Tammy Abraham type of player where if the ball drops to him, instincts, he will put it away. Mm. Give him a little bit of time on the ball and he, he goes to pieces. Now, we are, of course, in heavyweight week. And by that, I don't mean that Alan Brazil and Danny Kelly are tag-teaming in the all-you-can-eat buffet on the 14th floor at TalkSport Towers. What I mean is, it's Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder with a big old number two all over it. Mm, that sounds wrong. Anyway, I digress. Adam Catchell, who's TalkSport's boxing so-called expert, is more of an expert in blagging because somehow he's convinced the powers that be that he needs to be in Las Vegas not a day before the fight, not two days before the fight, but an entire week before the fight. So, because we knew he was going out there, we made him do some work. This is him talking to 50% of the fighters. No, not Dante Wilder, the other one, Tyson Fury. Four days to go so you can hear the fight live and exclusive on Talk Sport, which will be about four o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Set your alarm. It's going to be unbelievable. Let's talk about the preparations for this camp. Um, there's been a few changes. Talk to me about what Sugar Hill has uh, obviously brought this time and what's he added to the Tyson Fury arsenal. Sugar Hill has had a little bit of sugar to this already good cheesecake, <laughs> and it's going to be even better on the night. He's obviously renowned. That gym's renowned for that, that power punch and dropping those big right hands. Is that a hint? Maybe, maybe not. You know, I've all, I was always a good boxer beforehand. Okay. I'm still a good boxer now, so don't expect me to come out being a brawler. 
because I'm not. Of course. But um, it's going to be a bit different this time, and I'm going to keep it all under me hat until the fight. Regarding... Come on, dance around for 12 rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Complete boxing. <laughs> Slipping and sliding, touching and moving. Stick and move, rack, stick and move. Why not? Why not, eh? You know, probably get another draw again if I win every round. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, regarding strength and condition as well, you're looking lean. Well, you look at you're looking a lot fuller. I was I was watching an interview the other day, and you, I don't know whether it was the t-shirt that you were wearing or whatever, but the arms are looking quite big as well. So talk to me about that. Has there yeah, been changes uh, in prefer yes, preparation? Yes, I had. A, I've got a new nutritionist and, and cook, um, George Lockhart. He's worked with a lot of good athletes before. He works with Connor, doesn't he? Works he with works Connor, with Connor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but eating six meals a day, believe it or not. And I'm more leaner now than I was at uh, 18 stone in my last fight. Right. And I'm weighing 18.11 this morning. So, yeah, lean, mean, fat grilling machine, George Foreman. <laughs> Shout out, George. Uh, yeah, so I'm feeling good. Yeah. Feeling strong. Um, that's it, really. I'm well hydrated. I've ate well, ate clean. I've had nothing I shouldn't have had. And I've been to bed early and got up early. So, yeah, it's been a really good preparation. I've had really good sparring. I've had, uh, Christian's been here as usual mm. plenty of uh, strength and conditioning work we, we've done about a month five weeks at home strength block before we came then I had two weeks off over the Christmas period in Las Vegas got acclimatised for the time zone yep. and then I've had uh, by the time the fight comes around we'll have had eight weeks in camp as well of uh, training twice a day six days a week the warmer weather's going to help as well training out there warmer weather always helps mm -hmm. um, positivity with a bit of sunshine and that so it's, uh, it's definitely been a good camp. I'm glad I came to Vegas to mm. do it. Well, you've had two, what we would class as iconic walkouts over the last year in Vegas. You've given us the older Apollo Creed. You've given us the sombrero and the mariachi band. Yes. <laughs> you, you're laughing. Come on, so, what have you planned? What have you got I've, got a good, I've got a good ring walk planned. Let's put it that way. Yeah? Yeah, very good. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait till Saturday. I've not got long to wait, really. The most important thing now is just to stay calm and not let anything, the occasion, get to me or anything like that. Just, just be normal, relaxed, and do me a bit of training, ticking over, and eat clean and drink plenty of water. Mm -hmm. And it's not finished until we're in there. Do you enjoy fight week with all yeah. the commitments that you've got and what have you? Yeah, you know, I've trained hard for the last 10 weeks, uh, for the last eight weeks rather. So I'm, I'm looking forward now to the fight. I've mm -hmm. put all the work in. I've done everything I should have done. So now it's time to put it all into practice and see who the best fighter is on the night. One of your biggest assets is uh, the way that you speak. You can get inside uh, a fighter's head. Are we going to see a little bit of flavour on Wednesday when we have the press conference? Hopefully, yeah. Do you so think he'll respond? Do you think he'll play this time? Uh, maybe, He's maybe not. I'm not sure. But if he wants to play out, then I'm all up for it. Time now to check in with Alan Brazil and Ray Parler on the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. They were looking back at that game at Stamford Bridge that saw Manchester United <laughs> beat Chelsea for the third time this season. Anyway, they were saying now it was crazy, their words not mine, that Harry Maguire wasn't sent off against Chelsea for his lunging little foot thingamajiggy that he did on Mishy Batshuayi. Or as he's known, Mishy Batshuayi. And they were talking about VAR being so inconsistent. We know it is. Get over it, lads. It's a joke right on the bench. And then he looks at it again. They look at it again. Um, VAR. He got away with one. He certainly got away with one. Listen, I understand what Harry's done, right? Because he's, he's, he's sort of been pushed over. Yeah. He's hit the deck, we, right? And he's just reacted, right? Mm. But... It's a, it's a red card. Simple red card. Well, the rules are that, you know, and consistency is the most important thing in football. And if you see Son, you know, everybody go back to that Son one and say, look, wait a minute, what, what's, yeah. diff what's different? 
Why does he get a free game ban? And then, by the way, I, I don't blame him for scoring the goals. A cracking head, brilliant a great goal, ball. two good goals. But it's, it's not right. Oh, you know that's what VAR. I, I said yesterday, bomb it out, get rid of them. Well, that's sick the of it. Hello, I'm Laura Woods, and this is Talksport Daily. Now, earlier on, you may remember I was talking about Mino Roller or Mino or Mino. Anyway, this is what he said earlier on in the podcast. I said Paul was only committed to Manchester United and the European Championship. After that, we will sit down with the club and we will see what the club wants. Well, this is Adrian Durham. If you've never seen him before, don't bother Googling it, especially if you're going to eat soon. But he's got ginger hair and he wears loud shirts. He and Darren Goff, who sits alongside him on drive time, were having their take on the scenario. Right now, they are small time. With the manager they've got, with the players they're attracting, players they're losing... Man United a small time. You've got Paul Pogba. But with the manager they've attracted. What, Absolutely. What people think back just 24 hours, 48 hours ago, whatever it is, people all of a sudden, sorry, Manchester City, are talking, but they might not be in the Champions League for two years. They're going to lose the manager. They're going to lose the best players. What? They get a manager like Solskjaer. Yeah? Is that is that what you're saying? Because I think that's what he's trying to say. Is, but at this moment in time, Manchester United, are they competing to win the Premier League? No. No. And I think that's what it is. So if Manchester City, where all the best players now don't really need the money, they want to play in the Champions League. Manchester City are not going to be in the Champions League. Why all of a sudden are all their players going to leave? But all Man United players are going to stay there because it's Man United. Pogba's a World Cup winner and he is at a club that's beneath him. He should be in the Champions League. I think most people in football can see what I'm saying. Um, just people uh, decided to get a little bit upset by it, which is fine. But it's the reality, and the reality and the truth hurts sometimes. Pogba, if you ask me, doesn't want to be... I'd love for him to stay at Manchester United. I still think there's lots more to come. There has been times when he's been brilliant for them. Yes, overall, when you're paying that sort of money, you need someone who's totally committed, 100% Manchester United. Now, if you're a fan of Manchester United, you've got to say, is he and has he been? No, what is the best option? Him to leave Manchester United and get whatever we can for him. That's the sensible one, isn't it? I think all Manchester United fans will probably look at it and, and go, it's the right decision for him to leave Manchester United. I don't think there'd be many on here who'd say, oh, no, we can't sell him. No, but I, I'm, I'm looking at it from Pogba's point of view. Why did he come back? Because he wanted to be in the Premier League, he wanted back at Man United and he wanted to be competing at the very top. At that time, Jurgen Klopp was already at Liverpool. Pep Guardiola was uh, coming into Manchester City. Paul Pogba arrived at Manchester United. So he's thinking, yeah, this this is the time. This is this is the time to be in the Premier League. And what does he end up with? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as manager. Now, no disrespect, but there's no way City would have appointed somebody like that. It's, it's like City appointing Jamie Pollock as manager. It just wouldn't happen. Time to hear now from Jose Mourinho, who speaks a lot of sense, especially if he's trying to compare... Spurs holding on to fourth place like you would holding on to a windowsill on the fourth floor. I don't even know what he's talking about. This is Jose doing what he does best. That's confusing everyone and going, what? Oh yeah, you're a genius. Now we are with our arms in the balcony in the fourth floor and now we have two options. One is to give up and fall and normally die because it's the fourth floor. Another way is to fight with what we have. No stairs, but arms. So we are going to be in that balcony, fighting with everything that we, that we have. And uh, there is only one, one possibility of, uh, of help on this 
incredible fight that we have ahead of us, our public. No strikers, no market, no players, nothing. The only help that we can have now, especially playing at home, is our crowd. That was Comedy Hour on The Breakfast Show, and here's your proof. Ray Parler was saying that Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal manager, has got everyone happy again. Oh, that's nice. A happy little shit. Brilliant. Here's the joke, though. <laughs> oh, they can still make top five. Oh, I love it when he does that. At least he's showing that he will give the youngsters a go. Saka was excellent again on the left-hand side. He had another really good game. I think he's got to get tied down now in a new contract. I think they're trying to organise it at the moment. Uh, but I think... What Roy saw, yeah, at, at the moment, look, Arsenal 10th in the table, which isn't good enough. But Lacazette's goal and how they celebrated, I think the players knew he needed a oh, goal as well. It. There's a lot of changes that got to be made at Arsenal. But there's a feel-good factor again. Uh, I think the supporters um, getting behind the team and suddenly they're thinking, well, next season, could we really have a go? And I, I think fifth place is still wide open for quite a few clubs. Now, earlier on in the podcast, you heard your words coming out of your mouth on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports, by Monday to Thursday from 10pm, reacting to that game in the Champions League. Well, there's more now from my show. What do you mean more? You've already been on the podcast. Yeah, well, there's other good stuff, like the Midnight Train to Madness. So there's that on it. There's one more Billy's top five stats and any other stuff that producer Tom deems good enough to put in. So if there's no other stuff, he thought the show was rubbish. It's a bit of a Haaland special tonight. He's scored 10 lazy Champions League Bill, goals uh, yeah. now in just seven appearances seven games, yeah. in the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reaching yeah. the tally four games quicker than any other player in the competition's history. Some player. Yeah. Some player. How much? 60 million? No, 20 million. They no, no, 60 million is by, is by, by something ridiculous like that. <clears> something very cheap. Someone just comes in the summer and just snatches him up. I mean, <laughs> it could happen, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it'll be a massive snatch if they do. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be licking your lips, wouldn't you? If you, if you, wouldn't oh, you? You, you, you truly would. You would. You'd be getting your offer straight in, wouldn't you? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've got one more Harlan stat. Cool. Okay. Uh, he's, uh, as I said, he's got ten goals in the Champions League this season, more than Barcelona with nine, and the same amount as the club he actually plays for, Dortmund, who have also got ten goals. Again, yet again, proving fantastic snatch. Absolutely amazing. Next one. Since the start of last season, Liverpool have lost six of their ten away games in the Champions League. No side has lost more away from home in the competition in this time. Right, say that again. Say that again. I need to hear that again. Slowly. No, not that bit, Josh. (laughs) Since the start of last season. Since the start of last season. Liverpool have lost six of their ten away games in the Champions League. No side has lost more away from home in this time. So quite remarkable, isn't it? It is quite remarkable. A team so good, mm. so bad away from home mm. in Champions League. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Good work. Those were Billy's stats. But that's it for another podcast. Ethan, good work, everyone. If it's the first time you're listening and you're thinking, eh, it's all right, then you can download it for free via Acast, Spotify and Apple Pods. Of course, if you want to get your certificate from TalkSport, and we issue one to every single listener, and it just simply says, I've got one here, actually. Uh, I confirm that, and of course that bit's left out for your name to be filled in by someone at TalkSport. As listened to Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast on Wednesday, the 19th of February, 2020, and he thought it was brilliant, or she thought it was brilliant, or they, they may have just make an amendment that they thought it was brilliant and of course we issue one of these to every single listener 
every single day because no one's got anything better to do here. Of course, we, that's, I've just made that up. Don't be so silly. Although, it'd be quite funny if you just walked into TalkSport Towers and went, I'm here to collect my certificates. Actually do that and let me know how to go. Film it. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Insta and send it to me at AndyGoldTeam05. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Have a good day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.